So it's good to be here. And, uh, you know, we, we left Moscow, Idaho, um, and it was pretty chilly. And here we're down, and it's pretty hot. <coughs> so we are going back, flying back tomorrow, and our daughter just uh, texts us and say we're expecting some snow you know, on Wednesday. So anyway, it's, uh, it's great to be able to see uh, the good sunshine from the south and uh, enjoy the hill country. We have been driving quite a bit around the uh, state of Texas. Uh, it's big. <laughs> you know, when I look at the map and say, oh, yeah, I'm going to be there and there next day. Forget it. This is a long drive. <laughs> so anyway, it's been uh, a real, um, real blessing. Jesus said the countryside, and this is, to me, driving around the countryside is a way to worship God, seeing his creation. Uh, you just, you know, you got to be careful when you drive, though. Don't look too close. So uh, anyway, it's great to be here. And what I'm going to do, as we do a report, actually, is I'm going to go through something that makes us think about um, uh, what Paul will do if Paul were to come back today, and then tie that up with what we are doing. Um, you know, I, I, before you think I'm a heretic, because we know that Paul didn't do four missionary journeys, uh, you were going to understand in a minute uh, what I mean by that. But uh, I don't know if you remember, those of us who are a little bit older, in the 70s, there was this big thing about what will Jesus do? Remember, there was a little bracelet that said that. And, and so, of course, we should ask that question regularly. What will Jesus do if he were in my place right now, facing that situation? And um, I, I think I need to ask, we need to ask the question, what will Paul do if he were to come back today? You know, I love these movies when you go back, you know, like thousands of years ago, say, I wish I could just be myself, hiding somewhere and really see these knights fighting or really see Luther having these issues with the Roman there and, and seeing Calvin itself, himself. You know, I love to be able to do that. Well, let's go, let's go around. Let's just say a picture that Paul himself were able to come and land here in 2014. What will we say? What will we do? Will he be a member of our church? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> All right. Um, so, um, you know, and remember, uh, Paul's vision. You know, when we talk about the, uh, the greatest missionary in the world, I think Paul was the greatest missionary in the world. He was not the kind of person who decided to go in one place and spend the rest of his life there, which is great. It's a very important. No, Paul's vision was to reach as many people as possible, to reach the whole world of then. The whole world then was basically a big chunk of Europe and, and North Africa, and part of Asia, and you say, I want to reach this word for Christ during my lifetime. And so he has been going all over the place, traveling all over the place, going from port to port. So from these port cities, the people will bring the gospel inland. And so you see that he goes to cities like, seaports like Athens and Philippi and Corinth, Thessalonica, Ephesus, Antioch, Troas. And he knew that the gospel would go from there to the rest of the world. So let me remind you a little bit of his trips now. I hope that works like that. Oh, okay. There you go. That's his first missionary journey. You know, he really believed that the church should be the sending agency. So the church used to send him, but also other churches participate in his work. But there was, you know, the idea was, I'm coming back to report to the local church. So he left out of Antioch, and we see that, you know, the raid shows his way in and then went out and came back. So here's his second journey. 
And you see he's been going back to some of the same places and then get to new places, more and learn this time. And here's the third one. And so what we know is every time Paul was going out, he was just aiming at all these places. We know that that lasts about 14 years of these three trips. His last trip was going to Rome for another seven years where he never came back from. That means 21 years of very active ministry in which he covered 15,000 miles by foot, by camel, or by boat. We know that he preached hundreds of times in synagogues, open-air meetings, or in homes. We know that he planted several churches and then visited and revisited these churches. He trained many leaders. He wrote many letters that make up of 14 of our New Testament books that have been read by millions of people in the last 2,000 years. So do you understand now why I think that he was the greatest missionary in history? He was. He was a giant. And we know that after him there have been incredible other missionaries who have been out, going out, amazing men and women who followed Paul and did the same part of work to try to bring the gospel to change this world for Christ. But because Paul was the missionary par excellence, it makes sense to ask the question, what will he do today in 2014? Now, let's remember this again. His vision was to reach the whole world of his time, right? That was his vision. Then, he wanted to reach the major cities in the world, so from there, the people will go everywhere, implying that the gospel will be in major languages and cultures. And then, he wanted to preach, establish churches, train leaders for these churches. So what do you think he will do? Well, first, I think he will try to seek out how much of the world has been evangelized. Remember, he left us 2,000 years ago. He's coming back saying, what happened since? And so he will find out some interesting things. First of all, he will find out, and I got these numbers from the research institutes in Great Britain, that it says that there is 2.14 billion Christians on the planet. And the report says that there is 140 million person increase from the last five years. 140 million people in the last five years turned to Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Now, of course, as you know, we know how so many of these people may have claimed Christ and maybe not work with him. We don't know that, and that's not too up, up to us to judge that. But the idea is that's that many people who choose to, to go and follow Jesus Christ. That, makes that, that means that, that we, now, we now have one-third of the world's population of 6.45 billion people who claim to be Christians. And the greatest area of growth has been Asia and Africa. But Paul will also find out something very, very disturbing. That as he will uh, re realize that the gospel has spread so much in 2,000 years, he will be alarmed to see the resulting of syncretism and heresies in the church, where the country, where the, in the countries where Christianity has grown the fastest. Pastors without biblical training easily lead their sheep into error, into heresies. And that these sheep are wide open to false teaching and cults. So he would be alarmed. He also would be alarmed to see that, see that Islam is very present in these countries that are growing the fastest right now. I don't know if you received Word magazine, but I think I had a copy with me here. But that was a few months ago. Here, here it is. Uh, 
This is showing a picture of Africa where the gospel is growing very fast. And the green part here is the Muslim population moving in more and more and faster and faster. You've probably heard, I'm sure you know the news, about how these Muslims are being so aggressive and attacking Christian churches, attacking, killing Christians, and moving in. Look where they are, mostly they are in the French-speaking countries where the gospel has grown the most in the last 10, 10, 15 years. So he would see that and he would have good reasons to be alarmed saying, we've got to do something. We've got to do something about that. So what will he do? Okay, he's getting all these facts now. And he said, all right, let's get, let's, get, let's get to work. Let's do something. So he said, okay, maybe I should buy a jet. And this way I can go everywhere very fast. I can teach his pastors. So that's, there's a problem though. It's pretty expensive. And in these days, rules, you know, he didn't have to have a co-pilot to drive a camel. But now he's having this jet. He has to have a co-pilot and a pilot. And then the cost of fuel. And, and then, of course, it would be exhausting going through all these cross time zones. And then you would have to be realizing that I also have to learn at least five languages, the five major languages. You would have to learn English and Russian and Spanish and Mandarin Chinese and French. And of course, if he does all that, then he could make disciples of all the nations, but that would take a very long time. Or Paul will find out about third millennium ministries. And decide to retire, basically. <laughs> now, seriously, I believe, I really believe that Paul will take a very, very good look at what we're doing at Third Millennium Ministries. And he will probably meet uh, Dr. Pratt, the, the founder. He will probably want to have a special time with him. And he will find out that this man, who was actually my professor when I was studying uh, at the Reform Seminary in, Exemple, in, um, in uh, Orlando, uh, you will find out that this man was a very well-known, well-read, well-respected professor, but a professor with a heart of gold for missions to reach the words. And Dr. Pratt realized that so many people are not able to come from third country, third world countries, are not allowed to, are able to come because of, of the cost. You know, some, some of these countries are so poor, and they, they realize they're, they're, they can't afford it, and yet they are growing leaders out of these churches, and he says, how can we bring them? So he was really concerned about that. Then he got another concern. And he, he found out that over 90% of the people who are able to come, in other words, sent by their local churches, spending a fortune to come to be in a Western seminary, over 90% of them don't ever go back home. And I've seen that in France. We have the same issue in, in French-speaking uh, Africa. They go to French seminary. They, the first the husband comes, and then within a year or two, the wife comes with the children. First of all, they should have never been separated to start with. And then you realize they're not going back, which means that we're taking their best and their money, which they are so poor. And when they come here, they don't go back. So the church is being just more and more impoverished. So I think Dr. Dr. Pratt seeing that, saying, I'm going to have to do something different. And so he put together a team of people, built a curriculum, and decided that we are going to be bringing biblical education to the whole world for free. That's what we're going to do. So people won't have to come and be uprooted. We have to bring it to them and bring it to them 
for free. So it's already going on. It's been going on for 15 years. It's translated now halfway through Mandarin China in Russian, in Spanish, and of course it's in English. The whole thing is in English. And it will be now, Lord willing, it's been going on in French, the most important language in the world anyway. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I'm serious. Why are you laughing? This is, isn't French the language of love? All right, so we're going to speak that in heaven, right? So, all right, so, anyway, you better get started now. All right, so, he will say, we don't need a personal jet. We will need to spend a fortune in creating seminaries that do cost a fortune. We just need to bring to these people the seminary education, and we're going to use the new roads today. Remember, Paul used the Roman roads, paved road that the Roman built for us, and thanks to the Romans, the gospel was able to spread very fast at that time. People using these routes, these roads, nice paved roads and boats. Well, he, his map actually would not look like this one, which is what it did, but it would look like this one. Now, it kind of looks weird, but if you take a look at this map, you look very closely, you see these yellow lines? These are huge cables going under the ocean, connecting continents. And when it gets to on the, on, the other, on the other side of the continent, it connects everywhere. You know, we have a farmhouse in, in France in, between Lyon and Geneva. This is really rustic. We do have a toilet, though, inside, all right? All right? It's very rustic. It's got big, thick walls, that thick. It's been in our family for several generations. And in that little town of about 30 people during the winter, maybe 100 in the summertime, we have cable. That means we have a faster internet than in many places, right here in the U.S. You know? And that's uh, really something to learn. And I believe that Paul will look at that and say, these are the new Roman roads. We can use that. You know, there's so much evil going out of the Internet, but that's not just for the devil. This is for Christians to use and to reach the whole world for Christ. And, and look, look back again. You know, it's very good sometimes, you know, how the Israelites had to always remember. You know how many times in the Bible says, God says, remember, remember. Okay, let's look back, look back and remember ourselves. What has happened? 33 AD, with the Roman roads, Greek language, spoken words and scrolls, missionary reached thousands with the gospel. 580, codices replaced scrolls, allowing for more convenient and durable carries of scriptures. We reached hundreds of thousands. 1452, typist printing makes Bibles affordable and widespread. We reached millions. 1920, then the radio came, film, television, and we reach billions. 2014, internet and new technology, we can reach the remaining of the world's population in our lifetime. I believe we can do that because of the way people are now connected. You know, it's interesting. Uh, one of the latest advertisements on the internet says, with technology, we united people. That's what it says. Little did then these makers of this publicity know that technology is currently an amazing tool that unites people to Christ and each other to the body of Christ. It's helping to build the church worldwide. So I would not be surprised to see the Apostle Paul endorse what John Stott once said. You probably read that scriptures. We must be global Christians with a global vision because our God is a global God. Now, I'm going to show you a three-minute clip video that Third Meal made 
uh, before we got on board with Third Millennium. And that little video is actually going to ex explain what I've just talked about in a... Let me see, that's uh, Escape. There you go. And when you see that video, actually... By the way, this is Switzerland, if you've ever been there. This is worth the trip, you know. It's really... Uh, we were, that's my iPhone picture last summer. Um, but that video talks about some of the languages that Thurman has been working with. And so when you see that, think French. That's all you want to think. Think French, because that's what we're doing, and that's what we have been doing for the last couple of years now. And I'll tell you about our progress in a minute. So here it is. Meet Li Chen. Ni hao. Li lives in China. He has a wife. Ni hao. And two children. Lee is also the pastor of a growing church. Each week, he shares the gospel with unbelievers, visits members of his congregation, teaches a Bible study, leads worship, and preaches a sermon. He loves what he does, and he wants to do more. Lee wants to lead these people in truth about what Scripture says, and he does the best he can. Lee Chen, like millions of pastors outside of North America, has less than one hour of Bible training. He wants to attend seminary to learn and apply what Scripture says for himself, his family, his church, people he shares the gospel with. Well, you get the idea. But Lee wonders if that's even possible. You see, when Lee's pastor friends went to seminary, they left their families, their friends, their churches, and their country to attend a seminary in the United States that cost thousands and thousands of dollars. And it might surprise you to know that when they finished, most of Lee's friends didn't go back home. But Lee doesn't want to do that. And thankfully, he now has another option. Lee Chen, meet Third Millennium Ministries. Ni hao. Third Mill, meet Lee. Third Millennium Ministries creates and distributes seminary-level classes in multiple languages, including Mandarin, classes that cover the Old Testament, the New Testament, theology, basic Christian doctrine, and more. Classes just like you would see at any traditional evangelical seminary. But instead of simply taping and dubbing a lecture from a seminary classroom in the United States, Third Mill's award-winning lessons look like a History Channel-style documentary. On Third Mill's website, Lee can watch all the classes online whenever he wants, as often as he wants, and best of all, it's free. He can also download the videos, as well as related study guides, quizzes, a recommended reading list for each series, and much more. Did I mention that Lee can do all of this for free? And if he wants to take these classes for credit, Lee can do so at a partner seminary, Bible school, or learning community in China, without having to leave his family, his friends, and his church. Third Mill is the perfect place for pastors like Lee to get a seminary-level education. And since Third Mill also creates their lessons in English, Spanish, Russian, and Arabic, pastors like Marcus, Hello, Alejandro, Hola, Alexi, and Amir, Marhaba, can watch and learn the same way that Lee does, in their own country, in their own language, and for free. To learn how you can help Lee, Marcus, Alejandro, Alexi, Amir, and millions of other pastors get the seminary education they need. And to ensure that every Christian has a well-trained pastor, visit thirdmill.org. 
Look, I was saying, think French. <laughs> All right. Let me uh, go back to, um, to this here. And um, <clears throat> something that was pretty uh, incredible that happens recently. As I said earlier, the, we have reached Asia and Africa, and th these countries are the, most, the fastest growing with Christianity. Major revivals happening and very little theological uh, training. But um, just one, one thing. In Indonesia, which is the world's largest Muslim population, it's 87% of Indonesians who identify themselves as Muslims and 7% who claim to be Protestants. Right in that country, with an Indonesian Christian school organizations, that third millennium has the largest distribution partnership to date. Now, I cannot pronounce the name, but this is what it is. You know, the, 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 it's YPPH, so let's stick with that because I, I will butcher the names. But these are Christian schools. With, uh, they are on the top educational institutions in Indonesia, and therefore Muslim parents are now sending their, their kids to these schools because of the high academic standards in spite of their religious beliefs. And third millennium will be providing the majority of the core curriculums for their theology program, which is part of the philosophy departments and which will heavily influence the other departments in the college. In addition, third millennium lessons will be a central part of the teacher training for the 27 HP, HPPH, YPPH schools. They will do the Bible teachings, the theology, and the ethical standards that will shape these teachers, and therefore their education of the children in Indonesia. So that's just something that happened recently just in Indonesia. And in China, you know that in China, the people are bound by strict internet regulation. And over 60% of popular websites are blocked. And yet, a leading secular education website in China called Open Courses offers Third Millennium's Chinese curriculum on their website. For Chinese people, OpenCourse offers free college-level courses from leading universities like Harvard, MIT, Yale, and now Third Millennium Ministries. A history course, video course on Genesis, got over 13,000 views, 5,600 downloads in its first week alone. Now think of how many missionaries you need to send there to get there. This is, again, how the Internet has become a new Roman road to reach so many people. And do you think that this use of the internet will not get the Apostle Paul very excited? I think he will be. Now, let's come back to Africa briefly. You know, if you look at Africa, this is the French-speaking countries in Africa. The, the, the Africa is actually, there's a report that was done recently that Africa is the fastest growing mobile phone market and the second most connected continent in the world by mobile subscriptions. It is expected to reach 1 billion subscriptions by 2016 based on the current trend. It's incredible. You know, a friend of mine is actually on the board of Huguenot Heritage. is uh, working with Wycliffe. He has translated the Bible for the backway people in Ivory Coast. And he told me that when he got there, he told them, tell them how to flush a toilet. They told him, taught him how to use a cell phone. And that's, that's the reality right now in Africa. And you can see that most people, are, these are pictures that are very common there. There are people that are connected. Even the children are connected. 
it's a, it's a growing, and here is here are the train going up pretty fast. So, it's happening already in many parts of the world. French speaking, the French speaking world is huge. 250 million people use French as their main language or secondary language, and so. That's my job, not to bring the seminary education to them. So I'm going to show you now the little, little five-minute clips. I'm going to finish with that five-minute clips video where I put that together with my son Daniel. Those for you who know my son Daniel, you can recognize him. And, and we, we, this is what we're doing now. That video explains where we are and where we're going, and then we have a time for questions and answers. Dr. James Kennedy once said that it is better to plant an apple tree than to pick apples. How much better, though, to plant whole orchards than to plant a single apple tree? I have spent the past 30 years of my life picking apples and planting trees by doing evangelism, training evangelists, and planting churches in both France and Quebec. However, as I survey the French-speaking world today, I see the opportunity to plant whole orchards through the training of Christian leaders. Through evangelism efforts, people have come to Christ in great numbers in French Africa, but the lack of biblical training has led to weak and shallow churches full of syncretism and heresies. The cost of sending a pastor to a Western seminary is not only prohibitively expensive, but the long distance is also unhealthy for the life of the local church that loses its pastor often permanently. Though some local seminaries exist and are doing a good job, they barely scratch the surface of the great need. Our partnership with Third Millennium Ministries has the answer. We can, in our lifetime, make biblical training available to the leaders among the 250 million French-speaking people in the whole world in their own language through a training tool which does not uproot future leaders from their home churches and ministries, does not require expensive seminaries in their nation, and best of all, it is completely free. With Third Millennium Ministries, we are in the process of bringing a biblically sound, comprehensive seminary education into every church and home. Third Millennium Ministries has developed an award-winning video curriculum which offers a biblical seminary education course by course. By combining carefully crafted visual, auditory, and textual elements of teaching, Third Millennium teaches complex doctrines at a master's level, but in a way that will be accessible to French-speaking leaders worldwide, many of whom have a very limited formal education. Thanks to the advance of technology and to even the most remote parts of Africa, it is now easier than ever to distribute this material. We have now fully completed the first course, the Apostles' Creed, and is already being watched by hundreds of French-speaking people throughout the world. With most of these views coming from African countries, over 5,000 predominantly African followers receive our updates, videos, sermons, and seminary courses through Facebook and the web. A French pastor or layman can watch the video, read the text, 
listen to the audio from the website, the Huguenot Heritage smartphone app, or by receiving the course on a USB thumb drive. Establishing a bunch of seminaries to train the Francophone Church worldwide would cost millions of dollars and would still uproot the Christian leaders from their homes and ministries. However, we actually give our video seminary education for free. But as you know, it's not free to produce. It costs an average of $50,000 to produce one complete video course. With $800,000, we would have the funds to complete the full seminary curriculum. For only a fraction of the cost of one seminary, we can train thousands of future leaders. Once a course is produced, it can train leaders for generations to come. The script of our second series, We Believe in Jesus, a course on Christology, is now fully translated into French and we are ready to enter into production of the video curriculum as soon as the funds come in. Please, pray for the financial provision for this next course and consider giving yourself as the Lord leads. Every dollar counts to bring us to our final goal. Half of Third Millennium 16 seminary video courses are already translated into Mandarin Chinese, Russian, Spanish, and Arabic. We now need them in French. I have the best translators possible, ready to start translating the rest of the curriculum. Our production team is also ready to produce the next course. The harvest is ripe, but the workers need to be trained in order to train others. Help us equip a new generation of workers right where they are, in their own churches and homes, in their own countries, in their own language. They are thirsty for the solid foundations that come through theological education, and we have excellent training waiting to be produced for them. Help me to plant an orchard of biblically trained leaders in the Francophone world today. We have, since that video was made, uh, received almost all the funding for the production of that second course, and it actually should be done, finished by, we hope, by May. And then in May, we're going back to France to distribute this video course, and we are connecting with seminaries and Bible schools all over Europe and, and French-speaking Africa. So it's, we are actually having the third course being starting to be translated right now as we speak. Uh, on the book of Revelation, and then I'm, going to, I'm planning, hoping if the Lord provides to do a fourth one, we can speed the process as God sends the money, I hire people, and we go forth. So we are making a lot of a fast move. We can produce this work for half the price of they do in Orlando for the Russian team and the Spanish team. And, and the reason is my son Daniel has his own studio, that's his own business, and so he charged me half the price. And he actually told me, Daddy, the day we're making in our business, I'm going to do it for free. I said, I don't want to wait for you to make in your business. I want to go on. But it's, uh, and that's, that's their heart. That shows where they are. They want to do it because they believe in what we're doing. So it's a, it's a teamwork. 
and we have uh, several people already in France also ready to work with us and ready to go on. So this is really exciting. It's, we're making sense. I've been here last time. We have made major progress, but I'm hoping to catch up with the other uh, countries. So by the time they finish the whole thing, we want to finish with them. And we want to be able to give seminary education for the whole world for free. And by the way, we also do a lot of work on our website. And I've just done a series on about 20% of my time is preaching in French and putting some good sermons in French on the website. And, um, and also uh, we um, uh, do series that will really uh, get people's attention. My last series was, it's five minutes questions. In other words, I ask you questions. Uh, I, we ask you questions and I give a five-minute answer. And it's all around marriage. What is a Christian marriage? And I'm, my friends, this is touching every aspect of marriage. You will not believe the amount of mail we got from that. And some, some, some angry people. Um, uh, even from our, our, the Apostles' Creed, I got Muslims writing me, saying, there's not such a thing as three, God in three in all the Trinity. And that means, you know what that means? They're listening to it. And so I, I, I know God's Spirit will do wonders once people listen to God's Word. So uh, we have, and we have some Christians just drinking it. You know, we have the oppositions. We have people hating me, hate me. I'm getting to see a lot of more of that stuff. But we also have a lot of people being grateful and saying, wow, we're going to share that. And you know how it is. When you share it, somebody else shares, then you multiply your work by hundreds and thousands. Yes, that will get Paul very excited. So anyway, it's, I don't know how much time we have for questions, but yes. I'm not sure how he did, but mostly it's word of mouth. And some Chinese are coming to study in the U.S., get converted, and then have a call to go plant churches. That's when they get in touch with Third Meal. So we have actually... Uh, we went to Orlando in the studio there and met the, all the teams, the Russian team, the Chinese team, the Arabic team, and the Spanish team. Uh, it's fast, fascinating to see how they are working and figuring out what will fit the best in our, in our culture. And, and, and for the French, we purposely are doing with the French from France, so the, 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 the language will be understood by all people speaking French in the world. It, it's, uh, it's, it's really fun also to see how we have part of this course, like the Apostles' Creed, 30 PhDs from the U.S., from solid seminaries, involved with that. And so it's, it's a broad, open, it's reform and it's based, but it's very broad reform. So we have uh, Dr. Alan Moeller, I don't know if you know him, from Southern Baptist, quite involved with us. We have um, people from uh, Wesley Seminary. So together we are working on the essentials, and the key is how do you find voices for these people? When you have 30 people talking, I had to find French voices. And one of the voices was G.R. Packer. You know, G.R. Packer is not a young man anymore. And uh, when he t- recorded that, he was 90, 91, 92 years old. I thought, how am I going to match that voice? And um, I, I, I thought, my father. And so we flew to France. And I, I got a recording there for the French voices. And I asked my father. He was very sick on dialysis. And uh, he said, I can do it. So when we landed there, he was in bed. He couldn't even get up to greet us. And I thought, there's no way in a week we can do this. And so, and that's a lot of reading. You know, J.R. Packer speaks five times. That's a whole page. And so we just prayed. 
And the, the next week when we came and visit him again and, and uh, getting ready for the recording, he was up, shirt and tie up, ready to go. And I, I couldn't believe my eyes. And then uh, he did an amazing job. We had to repeat only two times. In other words, he spoke so clearly. And you hear J.R. Packer, you see his picture, you hear my father's voice. You know it's the same type person, same age. And, 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 and the amazing thing is the timing was incredible because less than a year later, my father passed away. And that was, you know, that was uh, summer, not this summer, the summer before. We just got there in France, and within uh, three days, my father passed away. So I was the last one praying with him, reading scriptures with him, and, and, and had no idea he was going to die. It's just that happened. So I did the funeral. And we had this old Reformed church in France, four of nominal Christians. You know, they go to church because that's the thing to do. They don't know the gospel. And I thought, what a chance. You know, my father's coffin was right there. And I did something that I don't think ever everybody had done that before. But as I was preaching, I said, now I want my father to speak to you. And everybody was, you know, well, uh-oh. And then... <laughs> And the, the coffin was there. We really knew he was really dead there. But I had a screen coming in the back and the video of my father taking the old chapter from G.R. Packer about the hope of resurrection. And the gospel was preached through my father, although he was dead. And I tell you, that was a quiet room. <laughs> but that was, I've seen so many people with tears. And I just hope that these tears won't just be momentary tears, but truly tears of repentance that will lead them to eternal life. So, that is to say, this is a big program. When we, when we put this, got into this project, we had no idea what we were getting into it. You know, the, Dr. Pratt says we, we have been praying for two years for French people to do that, French person. Nobody wanted to do it. They talked they talk to Mission of the Word, to all kinds of missions organization. And I said, by God's grace, we will. He said, the problem is we don't have any money. I said, that's not a problem for God, but God did provide so far. So God has been providing amazingly so we can move on and, like I said, move much faster than we expected. So we're very excited and grateful. So any other questions? Yes. So we get to travel to France, and, um, and so we're, we get to see lots and lots of people in lots of different situations. So tell us what the spiritual, I realize some of this is segueing off of what you're talking about, but the spiritual arena of France these days? Well, I'll tell you, it's going to be strange what I'm going to tell you. But uh, I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, France, I believe France and Europe are going down fast. And I pray that it will go down all the way down because that's the only hope I have for the gospel to penetrate in the heart of people. But that's hard for me to say because that's my country, I love it. I'm, and by the way, I'm American too. I'm dual national, so I can vote. <laughs> I did. <laughs> so I did vote before we came down here. But um, uh, really, I, I really believe that um, uh, France and Europe have rejected God, mostly during the Reformation, and, and we benefit from that. You know, remember, remember the Huguenots fled to, New, to Holland and then went to South Africa and went to a lot of the Norway countries in Europe and to America. You know, I mean, I have got a list of names to give you of presidents. We're Huguenots. But um, the, the, so I believe that we, as Americans, we need to watch what's going on in Europe because I think we're following the same steps. And therefore, let's be watching God's judgment on Europe. So I think the state of France right now is very hard. It's, it's bad, worse than ever. We have a, new, a socialist president who is making 
the worst mistakes, I mean, this is Obama multiplied by 10. Uh, really bad. And so I'm watching and say, I think God is into it. I think God is, is bringing down the friends at the bottom because once you have nothing to trust, what do you turn? And I pray that God will send a new revival. And that's one of the reasons we want our, our material to go out because once the revival comes, with revival must come reformation. Revival by itself could be a, a, a bushfire. We want to have people putting deep roots in God's words, and this is what we are providing. So people, we know it's there. It's, it's going to go word of mouth. It's going very fast. And I pray that when God moves again in Europe, then we will have the education ready to train the leaders for a new wave of God's reformation in so Europe. in your community where you live in France, how about It's church? terrible. Let me give you an idea. <laughs> Lyon, my, my hometown, two and a half million people. For that big city, there are 11 evangelical churches. This is the size of a good-sized church right here. Good-sized church. 30 to 40 years of labor. We have only one Reformed evangelical church. I'm Presbyterian, so that's what we are over there. We are the only one that is evangelical. Uh, There is one Reformed Baptist church, and then a few other denominations, very small. That's, that's the reality of friends. My, my son-in-law is pastoring the church that we started there, and they have been growing by conversions. Nobody is there to transfer. You've got to get converted, and that's a long process. And my young brother is starting a church in downtown Paris. I was there last summer and preached for him, and so there's a new work happening right downtown Paris. So we've got to be there, but we cannot say there's a revival going on. No. So that's why I want the work we're doing now is we're not just feeding the French for God, the day God moves again there. We are also giving uh, the tours where God, the gospel is growing. So we are we're just throwing our nets very wide and see how God is, is training his people worldwide. Yes. Not many in the United States, except those who are following our ministry. The app. On the phone, we just got that launch recently. The, it's all in French. But then if you, if you, if you put your iPhone, uh, which is amazing, the technology again, where I put it in my, my bag here. You take an iPhone and you put it on the, the card that we have been giving away, like QR code. Then you, do the, you put your phone there with scanner, and then you get straight to the course. Then you have access to the website that takes you to the English side. So I have some sermons there in English. But that's mostly explaining what we're doing. And then on the French side, it's a bunch of French. If you want to learn French, it's a good way. Just <laughs> listen to me preaching in French. So. Uh, so, And we have, if you go to France, remind me to send you small little business cards with a picture of the Apostles' Creed. And it's in French. And there's a QR code on the back, too. And then anybody... Can, can take that. So I leave these cards everywhere I go, in a car rental, in a subway, and so people pick it up and if they listen to it, through the Apostles' Creed, the gospel is preached all the way through. So this is a great way, and Roman Catholic would agree on the Apostles' Creed. So I say, hey, we, are, we believe that. I say, well, listen to it and see if you really agree all the way through, because the gospel is preached through the process. So, yes. Yes. That was in north of Montreal. I planted a church in Repentigny. It's a town uh, northeast of Montreal. We, uh, we were part of the first Reformed denomination in Quebec, in the history of Quebec. So we created, we have seven churches, and that's 25 years ago now. They just, the church just celebrated their 25th anniversary actually last year. North, north, northeast of Montreal. 
Oh, I see. I, he may have gone there after I've left. Yeah, that's for me. That's 26 years ago now. But we, we, our church is going strong that I know because we're supposed to go for the anniversary. Yes. Yes. Yes, I've got prayer cards here. The, the picture needs to be redone now. Our daughter is here with us. Uh, we have five children, by the way, and uh, we're going to have 17 grandchildren coming up in the next couple of days. So we, we believe in church growth one way or the other. So, uh, but uh, this is our daughter who is finishing at New St. Andrews College, uh, and uh, she is working for her brothers now. Uh, as well, but if uh, so, that's the picture with three of us. If you take one of these, I'll explain in the back who we are. And um, yes, we we have an agreement with Third Millennium that oh, everything French goes to Huguenot Heritage. We produce the whole material. We we are the ones hiring people, doing the whole, and doing the coordination. And then when we are done, we send the whole work to them. So that goes on their website as well, and then we use it on our website. So we have few prayer cards here, and we have extra of these cards. You know, if you know someone who loves the francophone, like you should, <coughs> um, they, t- give it to them. Show them to that card. And, and I've got a bunch of these here. Give it to them and, and then share it around. You know, we, we, uh, it's a work of faith. God provides as we, as we need it. Uh, to tell you the truth, what, two weeks ago, before we made that trip, I told Donna, I don't know how we're going to do the next course. I had no idea. I wouldn't get a paycheck that month myself, and I was not sure. And out of the blue, uh, we, 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 we have a, a man that we have known six years ago sent a check of $35,000. You know, I say, God, <laughs> you are there <laughs> doing, doing exactly what we pray for and totally surprised us. And so uh, we believe that he keep, we keep surprising us. And, and, and again, as he provides, we can multiply the work and double and triple the work because we have the means to do it pretty fast and, and high quality. <laughs>